Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The team with the longest postseason drought in the sport has won 10 straight. The team that's averaged 111 losses the last three years has won 10 straight. I don't think you people are appreciating the gravity of this. Give me some wow. Maybe this will make you wow. White Bengals helmets. Let's go. Okay, now that's wow. 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 Like that. Shouts to Cincinnati. Big Rude territory. White Bengals Tiger is a red. We'll get to that in a second. Wide open, open championship. Look at how low everybody went today at St. Andrews. Everybody's on the leaderboard. Rory's at six under, some LIV golfers. Lee Westwood, Taylor Groups, Dustin Johnson, four under, DeChambeau, three under. Everybody on the leaderboard except for Tiger Woods. It was a long day for Tiger. He was four over through four and never got it going. The leader through round one, Cameron Young from the mean streets of Fordham Prep. Oh, Rams. Roll Rams. Tim Callishaw, round one, major takeaway. Well, it, both Camerons are in the hunt because don't forget Cameron Smith sitting there at five under, and he's been great in a lot of majors, and, and he won the Players' Championship this year. But for me, today was mostly about Rory. You know, when he was 25 years old, he had won four majors. He was going to be the guy who was going to pursue Tiger's records. Here we are eight years later. He's 33. He's still won four majors. Mm-hmm. He has had a long drought for a guy who, for the most part in that time, has played some very good golf and even won the Tour Championship, but he can't win majors, and he's found ways not to win them. This might be one that he looks primed and ready to find his way to capture a big one, the 150th Open Championship. Clinton Yates, round one takeaway. To me, it's still about Tiger Woods for a couple different reasons. Number one, expectations at this stage of his career are completely different. It's not even about whether or not he's going to try to win a major. It's about whether or not he can even make the cut. And seeing him move around the course is a different matter. But also, I had to wonder about the comments he made about the golfers on the other tour. There's an interesting thing about Tiger that we don't think about a lot, which is what is he going to represent to golf after he stops golfing effectively? And he's become kind of a figurehead for sort of the old tour and the way you do things. I thought it was very interesting that he came out and actually said something about it because he hasn't exactly been the most vociferous when it comes to defending certain things of the old tour. I like what he's doing so far in terms of being an ambassador for the game and the tour that he okay, helped. Okay, but on the course today, I mean, that, that, you can't like anything about his score. Kevin Blackstone, turn to you. Yeah, and it's still about Tiger. For me, the way everybody's paying attention to it, you pointed out how painful it is to watch yeah. him play painful golf. And the fact that at this 150th um, uh, Open, uh, this very well could be the last time he plays. And we just celebrated this Open, this 150th anniversary, with Jack Nicholas at 82, saying that this would probably be the last um, championship dinner that he would attend. And uh, he gave that very uh, impassioned uh, uh, speech. So I think about the great players who are there, have won there, and who may not be there again in their in this current capacity. Howard Lyles Jr., this leaderboard, I mean, 
Everybody except Tiger went low today. What's your round one takeaway? Yeah, for me, Tony, uh, I'm, I got to go with my uh, uniform mate here, Tim Cowshaw, and say that it is Rory, uh, <laughs> just because he has been playing some of his best <laughs> golf since all this live tour trash talk has started. He's not just been the voice, but he's also backed it up with his play. Uh, but to me, also, I do think, to Clinton's point, this is a little bit about Tiger Woods, just because of what Tiger has said the last couple of weeks about wanting to make sure that he's able to still play at a high level and that he hasn't been able to do that because of his health. It's clearly bothering him. It's showing up not just when he's walking the course, but also in his score score. So to me, Rory's dominance and him still kind of going out there and being a big force is one thing, but also looking at how Tiger Woods is kind of falling here is also another. You know, and my, and my final thing on this is just getting to watch that course, which doesn't have anywhere to go. They can't make holes 50 yards longer all of a sudden. It, it needs some bad weather to mm-hmm. hold up, uh, but, but I don't think a lot of guys are going to shoot eight under like Cameron Young did. And, and guys still find their way into horrible lies. Jordan Spieth having to take an unplayable lie when his ball is sitting up in a gorse bush. There's still some great mm. old-school mm. British oh, Open golf. To what type watch. of bush was that, Tim Kalashaw? It's gorse. We call it gorse. gorse in Scotland. That's what they call it. Wow. We'll move on. Baseball. Royals, Blue Jays tonight in Toronto. Ten Royals unvaccinated. And with the current vaccination rules of Canada, won't be allowed to cross the border and play. Kansas City having to call up basically a quarter of its AAA or AA rosters. The team, of course, knew this. Maybe they were banking on a change in policy. Didn't happen. Whit Merrifield's words to reporters, quote, something happens and I happen to get on a team that has a chance to play in Canada in the postseason. Maybe that changes. But as we sit here right now, I'm comfortable with my decision. Kansas City President of Baseball Operations, Dayton Moore, quote, I think if our team was in a different part of the standings, I think it would be different. Harry Lyles Jr., how do you hear that? You know, it's it's a little contradictory to me, at least, just because, look, we understand what world we're living in now. This is the third year of this pandemic, and we know how it affects our sports and the scheduling and things of that nature. But to me, if you're talking about I did my research, I made the best decision for my health, to me, it is contradictory if you then go and say I would get vaccinated if we were in the postseason, because to me, if this was about the best decision for your health, that would not change mm-hmm. that. And so to me, this just doesn't sit well with me. And, you know, look, these, this is just the consequence of that choice. And now you've got guys that are going to be able to step in and get their opportunity on this team. Kevin Blackstone. So they're not really opposed to the vaccination based on political, religious reasons. It's really based on where you are in the standings. Oh, it's possible. It's me, all things. But, yes, the quote I, I pulled there I, was specifically right. about the standings. And I found that to be interesting, right? I did my own research into the standings, and I noticed that we were 20 games out, and, the, and this is where we are. And the, and the Royals said that they have provided all the information possible. They have people come in and talk to the team about the vaccination. This just reminds me, in a sense, of just how American this situation is. Because USA Today, and I don't know if they did it before or after the Royals, I guess they did it counting the Royals, counted up 36 Major League Baseball players who haven't been able to go play in, in Canada because of their vaccination status. 34 of those are American-born players. Um, so that just reminds you of where we are as a society uh, in this country in particular and still dealing with this vaccine in 2022. Yeah, but this is horribly embarrassing on an overall level. If there's only 34 of those guys and 
10 of them are on the Royals. It means they obviously are all kind of in on this for different reasons. And I don't think that this makes any sense overall for the front office to be talking about this from a competitive standpoint as well. MLB's got to be looking at this like, I'm sorry, what? You guys aren't even trying to compete and you're potentially putting yourselves and other people at risk? And if you're somebody like Ben Attendee who might get traded and goes to a contender, then you're going to change. You're messing up your own money. Nothing about this makes any sense from the Royals standpoint. They're looking like a real Mickey Mouse operation overall in terms of what that franchise is really about. And Tim Kalashaw. I think it's a terrible look for baseball. I think Whit Merrifield's statement is more, should be more alarming to fans than Djokovic or Kyrie Irving or somebody who we don't understand why they've taken these stands, but they stick with it. And he's sitting here telling us, yeah, if we were going to the playoffs, I'd get the shot. But, you know, we stink, so I'm going to take four days off. This is, the, this is the, you know, total opposite of being a team. And that's what the Royals have. They have ten guys who don't care. They don't care, and they're going to they're give up the money for the weekend because they can afford to, and they're not going to... I'm not sure if, whether that's the exact characterization or not that I took from this. Because Whit Merrifield, up until two days ago, had the longest Ironman streak in the game, right? Taking days off is not Whit Merrifield's M.O. for the most part. But it is about, well, Toronto is looking like a playoff team or hopes to be a playoff team. There could be playoff games in Toronto this year, and, and some teams might have to address this. We're going to move on. Uh, another baseball story, and I, I go back to you guys. I need some wows for the Baltimore Orioles and the Seattle Mariners. On the 11th oh, yeah. day, oh, wow. the Orioles rested. I don't, I'm still not feeling it, all right? So the 10-game winning streak, they have tonight off. They'll go into the last series of the first half with a chance to be in the playoff seating at the break. 110 losses last year. But the Seattle Mariners play tonight. have a chance to make it 11 straight. Mariners... You know, they're in the playoffs right now, tied with Toronto and Boston for their wild card number three, I guess. But I say again, the longest playoff drought in the sport. It was 2001, the 116-win season, the time of the ancient Mariner, Clinton Yates, and then not again. So who should be scaring potential playoff teams more, Seattle or Baltimore? To me, it's got to be the O's. I mean, 10-game winning streak, the last longest streak they had was way back in 1999 when Tim was signing up for AARP, and I was in high school, man. This is downright historic in Baltimore overall. Their pitching has improved drastically. Cedric Mullins, my man who was an all-star last year, is all over the shop. And the reason why they should be more feared by these contenders is because of the vision they're in. They will be playing more contenders in the AL East in general. So, yes, for me, this is the O's all the way. Not sure exactly your math is right about certain cards that get sent in the mail on certain birthdays. Tim Kalashaw, please go ahead. We're going to move on gracefully from that <laughs> and say that it has to be Seattle. I love the, the Baltimore story. Uh, it's pretty cool. Of course, it started with three one-run wins over the Rangers. That's what mm-hmm. kind of kicks That's what gets whole, you going, yeah. Uh, that's the good stuff. Run. <laughs> Wouldn't have happened without that. But Seattle won 90 games last year. The first half of this mm-hmm. year, we're wondering where did that team go. Now that team has returned, and they're going to be a factor. Ari Lyles Jr., the scarier of the two. I'm going to go with the Mariners, but I do want to give some respect to the Orioles just because they entered the season with the lowest payroll, mm-hmm. $25 yeah. million dollars of which went to Chris Davis, who retired Oof. last year, Oof. right? Like, to be able to pull <laughs> off a 10-game win streak at any point is impressive, but to me, it's still the Mariners just because – I think that they're built for more sustained success because they are in the easier division. And the Orioles did do this against the Rangers, the Cubs. And so, you know, to me, I think it's a good streak, but I think the Mariners long-term are built for it better. Kevin Blackstone. Well, let me just say as someone else on this panel for whom benefits 
come with maturity. Um, I will say this about the <laughs> Orioles. Let's, let us pay attention uh, to the fact that nine of no their ten wins, right nine of their ten wins, have come against teams that with losing records. And despite this ten-game winning streak, they're now just one game over 500 and in fifth place. Seattle, as was pointed out by others, uh, was a was a 90-win team last year, and they're in second place right now with a 63% chance of making the playoffs at this point. So Seattle is the real. Palashoff then Lyles after the horn. Let's not forget that Baltimore's second pick in the draft two years ago, Heston Kirstead of Arkansas, missed a whole year and a half. He just showed up, hit 463 at Del Marva. Now he's in Aberdeen. He's on his way. And the, the number one pick's coming up later this week. Coming. Harry Lyles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in defense of my teammate Tim Kalashaw, uh, Yates, I think you were in high school in 2001 and I was in elementary school, so let's not do that. Good Yates, last word. It was 1999. The point is that the O's won 52 games last year in the entire season. Yeah, I mean, They've it. almost hit that point by the All-Star break right now. I'm sorry. That's yeah. more impressive to me by a mile. No one re- mentioned Julio Rodriguez is going to be in the home run derby. That's going to be, I mean, of all the rookies this year, he's made the biggest splash. He's going to be fun to watch in the derby. Buy or sell? Two minutes. Early lead. Class of 1999. Shout out. Kevin Blackstone. A-A-R-P. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina, part of Happy Hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. It's Fire Sill, and it's your biggest takeaway from NHL free agency. Johnny Gaudreau to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Some thought he'd go to Philly per Sam Carcitti. Philly Hockey Now, Flyers GM Chuck Fletcher said he didn't go after Gaudreau because he would have to move multiple contracts and that would be difficult. Hmm. Andre Pallat to the Devils. Claude Giroux to Ottawa. Patches to Carolina. Avalanche moving on from Darcy Kemper. Clayton Yates, who won free agency? Not the fans. I feel like the NHL got their close-up this season in a way that was really great. You had the fire wagon hockey of the Battle of Alberta. You got a new champion unseating the new people, and then you get deals like Johnny Hockey going to Columbus and Giroux going to Ottawa. It just sort of felt like what was going to be a bright lights, big city situation turned into more of a low-wattage scenario. Could that be a good thing, though, for the league? Tim Kalish, how about you? 
I'm real hesitant to make Columbus the winner, given all the players they have let go the last three years, Panarin, Bobrovsky, Seth Jones, and all the rest. I kind of think it's Tampa Bay for signing all their young players, Cernak, Sorelli, Sergachev, all the good sirs, uh, to eight-year deals, so nobody's stealing from the team that's been in three Stanley Cup finals the last three years. Yes, sir. Harry Lyles, Jr., Guys, what are we talking about here? The Columbus Blue Jackets are the winners. This is one of the hardest teams to root for in North American sports. They just got the prize of free agency. It's the first time in 12 years a player that scored 40 goals or more has switched teams in the offseason. Columbus absolutely won this. And Kevin Blackstone. I second that emotion. And not only that, just think about it. Goudreau could have gone anywhere. He could have stayed where he was and made about $10 million more. He could have gone home to New Jersey or the New York area. Instead, he chose Columbus, which we don't even talk about. You know what this kind of reminds me of? And I don't want to put him on this level, but when Reggie White signed for free agency to go to Green Bay, people were like, what is he doing? Green Bay was not very good at that time. Mm. Years Sounds later, like you just put him at that level. But, I mean, if it's the first 40 goal score to change teams, interesting. So now you've got them winning a championship with Brett Favre in a couple years? Is that what you have? <laughs> Three years, yes. For Philadelphia, Tim Kalashaw, the idea of the general manager comes out and says, I would have gone after a big guy, but it would have been hard. What is that? It's hard. It's hard to move money around, Tony. This, the salary cap is hard. That's terrible. It's supposed That's to be difficult. One. You're not in the mood. You get in the mood. Buy or sell two. You'll never believe it. The Angels got an awesome start from Shohei Otani. He tripled, knocked in the only runs he needed. They won. They're 1-0 since Tinsley excoriated them on yesterday's show. Dusty Baker's got an interesting decision ahead of him for AL starter. He, he just saw Otani. He beat him, got beat by him. And I think everyone would agree it's the most exciting option. Shane McClanahan last night got his 10th win for the Rays, an important win over Boston, leads everybody in strikeouts, and by measure the most Excellent first half in the league. Justin Verlander, you may be thinking maybe Verlander gets the start. He's been amazing coming back from injury. Baker says he won't pitch in that game, so that removes him. Tim, picking the AL All-Star starter, you go bigger star, or are you honoring the better first half? I always go bigger star. I, I don't pay that much attention to the first half once the players are there. The game is for the fans. They want to see Otani pitch against the very top, the best of that National League lineup. Get him out there. Harry Lyles Jr. We have the most unique player since Babe Ruth, and you have the opportunity to start him in the All-Star game. You have to do it. This one's pretty cut and dry. Cut and dry. What about the best first half? Is it McClanahan, Blackstone? No, you got to go with the star. That's why it's called the, the showcase. And I would say this is the best, play, best player maybe since Double Duty Radcliffe in the Negro Leagues, who also went back-to-back -back like this, mm -hmm. played, played on yeah. the mound, played in the field. Oh. Plenty of Negro League players like mm -hmm. that. And Clinton Yates. Speaking of double duty, it's what he did last year in Denver. And when he was in Shohei, that is the home run derby, and he got eliminated in the first round, half the stadium left. Obviously, you go with the bigger star here. We're in Los Angeles. He's the biggest star on his team. There's no, this is a no-brainer for me. No love for Shane McClanahan. No love for Rue McClanahan from the AARP guys, huh? Let's go. Blanche forever. Miss Devereaux, Carol. come talk to me. Clinton Yates, Harry Lyles. Uh, no, Clinton Yates, Kevin Blackestone. Thank you for your time today. Tim Callis, uh, Harry Lyles Jr. Showdown in two, months, uh, two minutes. Thank yeah. you for being a friend, guys. Thank you. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of Happy Hour. NBA news of the day. DeAndre Ayton has an offer that he's agreeing to. A max offer sheet with the Indiana Pacers. $133 million. Since he's restricted, the Suns have 48 hours to match. Tim Callis Show. Harry Lyles Jr. Welcome to Showdown. Tim, should the Suns match and keep DeAndre Ayton? Oh, I think they have to. I mean, I know they have a bad feeling about the playoffs this year, losing to Dallas second round, go back a year. Aiton was huge when they went to the finals. Got to keep their center. Got to try to progress with him. Tony, they got to do it, not just because if they didn't, they would let him go for nothing, but why not a sign and trade for Kevin Durant? Let's get this thing going. (laughs) There it is. The name has been spoken 14 consecutive days. Had to be mentioned. Might as well go for it. Try it. Give the point to Harry Lyles Jr. We'll move on. Gonzaga and Michigan State are going to hoop on an aircraft carrier for Veterans Day. USS Abraham Lincoln. They have tried this a half a dozen times. UNC, Michigan State, great game, great images. Notre Dame, Ohio State, same. Marquette, Ohio State was canceled before it even started because of condensation on the court. Another game had to be shut down at halftime. So, Harry Lyles Jr., who you got? The Zags, the Spartans, or the high seas? It's the high seas and the elements. We've already had two of these games canceled because of the elements. Why do we keep doing this? We should learn from it. Mm-hmm. Let's truly bring the high seas into play. Get it out of dock. Let's get this out to the high seas. Let's go around the hole oh! with this boat. Okay, let's get some action. Let's see some life out there in the ocean. Round the horn isn't the easy way, but it's the right way. There we go. Point, Tim Callisher, Showdown 3, my favorite story in the show. For over 50 years, Bengal tigers have roamed the Cincinnati jungle, renowned around the world for their unique stripes and ferocious play. When you're wearing a helmet like that, it's one of those situations you either got to put up or shut up. But recently, photo crews captured rare footage of a new exotic Bengal species spotted right here in the jungle. Mm-hmm. They haven't shown us what it's going to look like. This is an artist's rendering, but the Cincinnati Bengals will wear a white Bengal tiger helmet this year. Tim Kalisha, thumbs up or thumbs down on the white Bengal tiger. How do I even try to follow that voice, Anthony? I'm going to go <laughs> thumbs down. I, don't, I remember the white helmets for the Eagles. Uh. That didn't work well at all. For the young Wait, oh, so you're, you're, okay. First off, points oh, for down. the impression, but thumbs down. Thumbs yes, down. Right. Wow. Harry, how about I you? Have a classic look. 
Have a class. Kalashaw, you're completely wrong. This is a thumbs up. You need to come around the horn on these uniforms. Those are completely cold. Those are some awesome uniforms. Thumbs up. No. Kalashaw. Oh, no. Oh, what has happened? <laughs> Harry Lyles Jr., 30 seconds of FaceTime. So Roosevelt Jones, the director of basketball operations at the University of Evansville, tweeted a few days ago asking if the school was going to bring these back, the sleeve uniforms that the Aces wore for many, many years, won five small college national championships with great players like Jerry Sloan, Larry Humes, Ed Smallwood, Marcus Wilson, Scott Schreffler have all donned the uniforms. I think that they should bring them back. This is a challenge to the University of Evansville and David Raglan. Bring back the sleeves once or twice a year, do it against a rival or against USI. The city of Evansville owns sleeves. I know you've uniforms. got your roots there. You got family there too. Tim, can you take us out? Congratulations to my young pupil, the young Lyles. Excellently done. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>